If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Jill, how are you doing today? Yes. I'm doing well. We're we're back in the lounge and I I have to say, (laughs) since the conversation we were having in the last episode, my mind has just kind of been rolling over and rolling over. We're Mm -hmm. talking. This happens. This happens. I think we have to come back to the conversation and and unpack this a little bit more. So uh, just to recap what we were talking about, you had shared... Uh, an experience that you had in your own leadership experience with your dean of students and your principal at your school, and um, having you have a policy in place that uh, y- you kind of have to follow your own policies sometimes, and then when they don't work, and 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 parents push back on them, and you say, "Huh, maybe this isn't a great policy." And so, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where our, our conversation ended was that there was a connection, and I honestly, I the more I thought about this, the more. I would probably say that this happens in most schools where, especially at the discipline level of uh, a suspension, where there's going to be some kind of academic impact, there's going to be a grade impact that is connected to choices and behaviors. So, um, so I don't want to, you know, as as we were wrapping up the conversation yesterday, um, you know, I, I said, one thing that I always tell people is you cannot connect grades to behavior, but I honestly, I, I didn't mean to, I don't want to make you feel bad about that or anything like that. Okay. No, don't. No, don't. Cause I want it to be wider. No, I don't feel bad at all because this is the philosophical debate at the class. Like let's bring it to classroom level yes. too, uh-huh. is what does that grade mean? Why is there a grade? You know, this whole, is it standards-based grading or are we, are we, you know, is the grade based on if you got it in on time or if your cursive was neat enough, or if you forgot your name on your paper or whatever, whatever, whatever. There's other things that play a factor into the grade book. And philosophically, as teachers, we struggle with this uh, every day. Every day. So I was recently having a conversation, and I have this conversation with 
many, many schools, many teachers um, everywhere I go. So, but most recently I was at Immaculate Heart Academy and Immaculate Heart High School in Tucson, Arizona. And um, I was with the faculties of both the elementary and the high school. We were doing a PD together. And this is what we were talking about. These, like, what does a grade mean? And I know that I've had this conversation Mm -hmm. like with our micro school network in Los Angeles too. Like we're really trying to get to what does a grade mean? What does it communicate to parents? And what does it communicate to students? So our grades. Oh my gosh. And Colleen, and Colleen, there's like dozens of books on uh-huh. this and every, mm-hmm. all of us in undergrad and grad school had, you know, had to probably write a paper oh, yeah. about what does the grade mean? And that's like, it's a system issue. Oh. It's also an individual teacher issue. And then as a parent, every grade for every subject area doesn't really match the same policies as each other. Yes. And like, this is, we're not going to solve this no. in one um, lunch period in the teacher's lounge, but. I'd love no. to hear your most but, recent yeah, thoughts but on let's, it. Let's attach it because it, it is a, you're right. It's a huge philosophical conversation and there are, um, yes. there are schools and, and there are whole archdioceses that do standards-based grading. And so when you're mm-hmm. looking at standards-based grading and you, you send home a standards-based report card, a parent then knows, and a student then knows this is the skill that I'm proficient in. This is my level of proficiency. This is what I need to work on. This is These are my strengths. This is what I'm really good at. So um, with an ABCDF report card, that is not communicated. So what does that mean at the teacher level? So it's not up to a teacher, whether the school policy is ABCDF or standards-based. It's not up to no. a teacher. So what can a teacher do to really think about how can I communicate to parents what my what what their child knows and is able to do, and how do I respond as a teacher when I know that they're struggling with something or that they haven't learned something? And that's that's what can you I, always have to go back to. Yes. <laughs> can I give you a real example that's happened in the last couple of days at my house? Yeah, so yeah. if I don't know if I've talked about this, but I have international uh, sons who live at my house. One of them is from Spain. We're a month into the semester, um, and he's smart. He's a smart kid. But he had this moment where his grade is not great, Mm -hmm. but he didn't understand what some of this was. He can play school. He can play school in Spain, you know, or back in Spain. No problem. He knows in Spain, if he does well in that final exam, that's what goes in the transcript. Ah. What he didn't understand is that if he turns in stuff late here, mm. it's half credit. Mm. It's half credit, but you need a 60 something percent to pass and you need a 70 something to be eligible for sports. Ooh. Back in Spain, you need a five out of 10 and you pass the course. You need a five out of 10 and the final, whatever, final exam, whatever. You need a five out of 10. So totally different scale. He's also brilliant in math. So he wasn't turning in stuff because he's like, I don't need to do it. I already understand that. I wasn't going to turn that in. Total different concept of homework, grades, what he needs points for, what the points mean. So I had that debate as I'm with my mom had on over the last couple of days. Can I side with the student for a second? If he already knows how to do it and he's already proficient, why does he have to do it again to jump through a hoop to get points for it? Yeah, I don't know. And like, quite honestly, I don't I don't know, but like, I don't know if he actually knows this stuff. And I don't know if the teacher actually knows if he knows this stuff, right? right? Like, I don't know that. Like, I I don't, I don't know that. Okay. So, so I'm going to side with the teacher for a minute and say like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we have enough evidence here that you are proficient in this subject. I'm I'm not sure. Like if that should be the point of having the homework assignments, right? Like I'm trying to figure out as a teacher, if you are proficient in these things. 
I would right. hope. So, and if you're not proficient, then homework is to practice the skill so that you become proficient. So let's just link right. the assessment to the practice and let's take behaviors out of it. So I, when we, when I was just talking to this group of teachers, I, you know, I said, come on, like show of hands here. How many of you have thrown away a paper because it didn't have a name on it? I know I did. I know right. I did. So I, mm-hmm. I have, and I'm not saying that I am immune to this. I have learned throughout the, the course of my years, my, <laughs> That I, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm always, I always tell you I've made mistakes and that's, you know, that's why I, I tell people do the things that I did, you know, do things differently than the way I did them, but um, not attaching a behavior like um, putting a name on a paper or uh, turning it in too messy or it's um, wrinkled mm-hmm. or it, the heading isn't on it correctly, or I could come up with a million different things, but yes. um Yes. All of those, they're, they're behavior related. And so there are different routes to behaviors that may not have anything to do with proficiency and yet it shows up on the report card. And so that, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that was the basis of the conversation. And so as we were talking yesterday, I just want to, you know, like link that back to, we have policies. So when I'm working with teachers, I say, well, let's, let's just look at your grade book. Let's look at the data that you have in front of you and, and let's analyze like, what, what does your grade book mean? What is it telling the parent? Is it measuring what the student knows and what they're able to do? Or is, is there a bunch of other stuff in there? So with our policies, I think we could do the same thing. Um, whether it's in, in a syllabus mm-hmm. from a teacher perspective or from a handbook, from a, from a school perspective, I think we need to look at policies and, and see what they really mean. I know it's hard though. Cause let's say go, I know we're looking at the time yep. the bell's going to ring in a second, but, but on the standards based report card side too, it's good to be proficient. But at what point is a student accountable for being on time, being neat, doing all those other things that are important to be a, to being an adult? Like I get, that's not maybe the grade, but where does that live then if it's not in yeah, the grade? Yeah. So there's a lot, there's a lot to this. We can't just throw it, throw it no, all away. Nope. Nope. Because that's all important too. So, all right. So we'll, we're going to have to tackle that another day because that my friend is the bell. So <laughs> once again, thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring new ideas and affirming the efforts of teachers. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk more about great ideas from fellow teachers and we will see you next time. <laughs>